coming up on Philosophy Talk. Scotty, I can't change the laws of physics. What goes up must come down. Spinning wheel got to go round. The laws of physics determine how things change in the cosmos, but what if the laws of physics themselves change? Unless you people on the bridge start taking showers with your clothes on, my engines can pull us out of anything. Would airplanes still fly if the laws of physics changed? Could humans still exist if the laws of physics changed? Would our whole world turn upside down if the laws of physics changed? Would you still love me if the laws of physics changed? Captain, what do we do? Are the laws of physics really the same everywhere and everywhere? Our guest is Massimo Piliucci from the City University of New York. Could the laws of physics ever change? We're going down, Captain. Coming up. On Philosophy Talk. What if gravity suddenly became twice as strong? What if E gradually came to be equal to MC cubed rather than MC squared? Could the fundamentals of physics really change like that? Or is this just the stuff of science fiction? Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm Ken Taylor. And I'm Janan Ismail, sitting in for John Perry. We're here at the studios of KALW San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at the Philosopher's Corner at the Stanford campus, where Ken teaches philosophy, and where I visit occasionally for my home department in the University of Arizona. And we're always thrilled when you do. Welcome back, Janan. Thanks so much, Ken. Today we're asking whether the laws of physics could ever change. Now, does this idea that the laws of physics might change even make sense, Janan? Well, surely we can imagine such a thing. I mean, early in the history of the cosmos, fundamental constants have one set of values. Later, they have a different set. It would be surprising, but the idea isn't incoherent. Surprising? Come on. The Cubs winning the World Series. Now, that was surprising. The strength of gravity changing? Oh, that would be... Uh... Well, it would need some explaining. Well, yeah, that, definitely. And what could the explanation possibly be? And don't say, well, even more fundamental laws could explain it. Be- no, because no. then you'll say that the original laws weren't fundamental after all. That's exactly what I would say. And then, I don't know, maybe I don't have enough imagination, but the only other possibility I can think of is that the fundamental laws could somehow explain their own evolution. But that seems kind of paradoxical. A paradoxical is a bit strong. And and you're thinking of it the wrong way. You're thinking that the universe is this big, ever-evolving totality. You're assuming that its evolution might be governed by ground, must be governed by ground of kind of fixed, unchangeable laws that hold everywhere and everyone. That, that is how I'm thinking about it. And is you see something wrong with that picture? Well, it's a lovely picture. What do you mean? It's one we inherited from the incomparable Newton, by the way, Jeanette. Right, and one that's worked well up until now. Up until now? You're suggesting that maybe we should abandon it? What's left us with questions we can't answer. Like what? Well, like, why do we have just the laws that we have rather than some other set of laws? Well, come on. There's no explanation needed for that. Fundamental laws just are. That's what you get when you get to be fundamental. You don't get explained. You do the explaining. But our laws aren't just any old laws. They're really, really special. Oh, come on. Special compared to what? Look around you, Ken. They produce an amazingly complex and delightful universe. It's like it was designed by an architect with an incredibly rich imagination. Janan, wait a minute. Are you, you're not going all creation scientist on me, are you? No, Ken. I'm not talking about intelligent design. 
But think for a second about how amazing the mere fact of the universe is. If the masses of the elementary particles or the strengths of the fundamental forces had differed ever so slightly, the universe would be more like, I don't know, a puddle than a vast and varied menagerie. Well, yeah, i got to admit, I'm glad we don't live in a puddle-verse, that's for sure. Right, but why don't we? Why are the laws, the constants, and the parameters tuned just right to avoid the much more likely and the much more easier to achieve possibility of a puddle universe, rather than yield the kind of vast, beautiful menagerie that we see instead? I don't know. Blind luck, I guess, Janan. Ken, that's not an explanation. Well, what? You want me to say... What, the multiverse? I don't like the multiverse. Look, it's not a bad start. But if every possible universe is simultaneously actual, that's not quite special in the right way. Oh, it sounds like you think you got a better idea. Of course I have a better idea, Ken. Suppose that the laws, the parameters, and the constants literally evolve. The universe tries out lots of alternative configurations. A small improvements get preserved. Over time, a universe with just the right laws just the right parameters and constants, and just the right values eventually gets produced. Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Are we talking biology? That sounds like biology or cosmology. I thought we were talking about cosmology. We're talking about cosmology, but evolutionary cosmology. Oh, evolutionary cosmology. You mean like with cosmic selection instead of natural selection? Exactly. Cosmic selection gradually designs the universe in the way that natural selection gradually designs a bioverse. It preserves the interesting universes, and it discards the puddle universes. No, survival of the fittest universes, eh? Come on, Janine. You're catching on, Ken. The beauty of it is that without appealing to an outside designer, it answers the question, why just these laws rather than some others? Answer, a universe governed by them is more cosmically fit. Gee, Janan, that's really interesting, but you know, I don't know. Wouldn't a cosmic selection itself have to be governed by, well, you know, laws, and wouldn't those laws be fundamental, and wouldn't we just be back in the soup of where the fundamental laws come from? Ah, Ken, here I thought you'd come so far, but you're still stuck on Newton, aren't you? Yeah, I have to admit it. It's hard to get over Newton. Once you go Newton, you don't go back. Maybe this will help. We sent our roving philosophical reporter, Holly J. McDee, to look at some places where the laws of physics do change, beginning with good science fiction. And she files this report. Sidney Perkowitz is a retired physics professor who calls himself a recovering scientist. He loves the laws of physics and sci-fi movies. He says movie directors are constantly taking advantage of theories that say the laws of physics could change in a different universe with a different set of rules. Often it's just a word salad, you know. Uh, the attitude is if you throw in the words quantum mechanics, relativity, wormhole, black hole, you've covered it. But then there's Contact, a movie that's basically about space aliens communicating with people on Earth. Perkowitz says it's a movie that respects the laws of physics. It's based on a book written by astronomer Carl Sagan. This morning's detection of an unidentified radio source from deep space can neither be confirmed nor denied. Whatever it is, it ain't local. All the science that involves searching for alien life, uh, the radio telescopes that search for signals and so on, all of that is well done. The part that's a little hairy but within the realms of possibility is traveling through black holes and wormholes and so on to different universes. We don't really know that we can do that yet, but on the other hand, we don't really know that we can't do that yet. Once at a conference, Perkowitz casually suggested more movies be like Contact. A science fiction film is great if it has to break one law of science to make the plot work, but then it works out logically what happens after that. 
But of course, some real science fiction fans emailed me or tweeted or whatever and said, how dare you take away our ability to break as many laws as we want? The Science and Entertainment Exchange is one group that advises movie directors on ways to follow the laws of physics. Someone will come to them with an idea and the scientific consultant will say, you know what, that isn't good science, but here's something that's even weirder and wilder. And sure enough, that'll end up in the film. Scientists like Jeffrey West say the laws of physics make life more exciting. (laughs) It depends what you mean by the laws of physics. West is a theoretical physicist in constant search of fundamental physical truths. He says that the laws of physics can change, but you need to be careful about defining the conditions. Under which change can occur and the scale at which you're talking. West worked for decades as a high-energy physicist at Stanford University, but now he's more interested in studying the laws that govern other areas, like biology and even cities. You know, are there sort of Newton's laws of cities or Newton's laws of biology and so forth? You know, what do we mean by that? What do we imply by that? Recently, he set out to uncover the laws of cities. He discovered that if he knew the population of a city, he could make all sorts of predictions. I can tell you with 10-20% accuracy um, almost everything about it. What the length of all those roads will be, how many police it should have, um, how many restaurants there are, um, how many lawyers there are, and so on. Whether the place is Manhattan or San Francisco, he says, cities follow certain patterns. For example, after a city doubles in size, it experiences a 15% capita increase in crime, traffic, and AIDS cases. But if the pattern continues, Wes says, cities may also collapse. They have built into them uh, their own demise. And, uh, you know, are they such that we are able to change them? In other words, the laws stay the same, but we can try to change the conditions where these laws are applied. For instance, we can innovate and turn to alternative forms of energy. Attempted to thwart the end of the world with data? That sounds like a science fiction movie. In fact, Sidney Perkowitz says that's why it's important sci-fi movies follow at least some of the laws of physics, to show us a world more like our own and how we can realistically change it for the better. Right now in our whole society, our whole country, we're in a place where there are powerful forces who want to deny science. Okay, a science fiction film does not change our whole policy about global warming, but it's all part of the same picture. So you want to see science presented as clearly and correctly as possible, just as a general rule. Some laws are meant to be broken. Others are even more fun when we try and follow them. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Holly J. McDeed. Want to hear more? You can hear the rest of the program by purchasing it at iTunes Music. Or, for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.